more about the plural lives of Brigham Young next on Polygamy. What love is this? In response to one of our viewers' suggestions some time ago, we've been slowly working through details of each of Brigham Young's 56 plural wives, and this is part four of the series. 56. There's a few interesting details about Brigham Young's plural wife history that should help us understand his complete disregard for man's laws or God's laws. The following information is taken from the link on the screen liquasearch.com list of Brigham Young's wives, and you are certainly invited to check it out for yourself. But here is some interesting trivia about his marriages. So of his 55 wives, 21 had never been married before, 16 were widows, 6 were divorced, 6 had living husbands, and the marital status of 6 others are unknown. 19, 19 of his wives died before he did, he was divorced from 10 wives and 23 survived him. The status of four wives at the time of his death is unknown. In his will, Brigham Young shared his estate with the 16 surviving wives who had lived with him. The six surviving non-conjugal wives were not mentioned in his will. So that's just a little trivia yeah, about little some of his wives. Now, some lists, we need to state that some lists say he had 56 wives, some lists 55. say he had 55. Um, inheritance rights, by the way, of the dead man's family rarely exists in polygamy. And we note here that at least 15 of, of Brigham Young's marriages ended up either in divorce or separation. According to one list, only 15 of his wives had children by Brigham Young, and six of them only had one child each, really? which is interesting. Yeah. Eight of his plural wives were married women, not legally divorced <laughs> from their husbands, and eight of them had been plural wives of Joseph Smith. Yeah. So they were his plural widows, I guess. Right. Ten of his wives were teenagers. Four of them were 16 or younger. Wow. In 1844, Brigham Young married 11 women in one month, January, and eight women in February. Twenty wives in just two months. True love. <laughs> <laughs> True love. <laughs> yeah. he, he married a previous daughter-in-law. He married his oh, deceased dear. first wife's mother. He married a divorced woman, woman, but later she divorced Brigham and remarried her previous husband, and then both of them turned around and were adopted by Brigham Young at Nauvoo. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Some very, very strange marriage practices by the foundational Mormon Church of Fathers. Practices that are socially and morally unacceptable, most of them condemned by God. We're beginning this time with wife number 21, which is plural wife number 19. Now, Brigham's first unlegal wife had died, and he remarried another legal wife before he began his adventures in polygamy. We ended last time with his 18th plural wife. Now we begin with Mary Elizabeth Rollins Leitner, plural wife number 19. And we have some interesting data about his marriage to this woman. They were married on May 22, 1845. He was 43. She was just 26. She was, she was a married woman when Brigham Young took her as a plural wife, and he knew she was a married woman. Her husband was Adam Leitner, a non-Mormon. She was the widow of Joseph Smith. She remained sealed to Smith for eternity, but married Brigham Young for time only. 
and she remembered living with her husband. She remained living with her husband, Adam Leitner. <laughs> now, folks may say that that doesn't mean that they committed adultery by having physical sex. We answer, if not, then why did they even get married? Exactly. She had married Joseph Smith for time and eternity, so she didn't need another no, marriage. No. She was legally married to Adam Leitner, and while married to him, she married Joseph Smith as a plural wife. And then after Smith was dead, she was still married to Adam Leitner and turned around and married Brigham Young for time. Hmm. Why? If sex isn't involved, then why even bother to get married for time? True. It doesn't make any sense. And the only reason given to early Mormons to have plural wives was to raise up children. If there was no sex, then there's no reason for the marriage. And if there was sex, then the commandment that God gave not to commit adultery was completely disregarded. Not only did Joseph Smith of Brigham Young and Parley P. Pratt and other faithful Mormon men marry already married women, causing guilt of adultery on themselves, they were instrumental in causing the married woman they married to commit adultery too. <laughs> and said it was God's will. Yeah, God's will. Mary Leitner's husband did not accept the Mormon religion, but she remained married to him anyway and lived with him, even while she was also married to Joseph Smith and Brigham Young. Wow. From Todd Compton's In Sacred Loneliness, we read this. Yes, on pages 205 and 206, Adam Leitner was never antagonistic toward the Latter-day Saint faith and was content to live among Mormons for most of his life, including 20 years in Utah, where he died. Mary grew old in southern Utah. She felt isolated and neglected by the church. Nevertheless, she remained faithful to her religion, retained her reverence for Joseph Smith, and frequently gave public speeches in which she testified that she had been married to him. So it makes so, you wonder, you know, and you read this over and over and over again, where the, the plural wife is just feels like that she's been abandoned by the church, abandoned by her husband, and wow. so on. Many polygamous women are documented as having miserable lives and are lonely during and even after uh, their marriage, uh, but they continued still in the Mormon faith. I can't help but wonder if there, if, if, if there was some strange pride in the fact think. that they were married to the prophet. Here she's been isolated. She says she felt neglected and yet remained faithful. Remained faithful. It, uh, it, it's, there's yeah. some strange see through that, brainwashing that, right. or something that's happened but here. But the pride of being married to Joseph Smith. I think that would, yeah. be, would have been a big deal yeah. in those that. Yet, to turn that around, there were many wives and, and also many Mormon church members, both male and female, who did not stick around when they saw and experienced the exploitation of women by both Brigham Young and Joseph Smith. Now, according to Todd Compton's historical account, Mary Leitner was taken uh, in by Joseph Smith from the very beginning. She was thoroughly convinced that he was all that he claimed to be. Sadly, when she read the Book of Mormon and believed what she read, she didn't turn to the Bible to confirm the truth or the lie of the Book of Mormon, and that would have been her downfall. Yeah. When people reject the truth, they are subject to believe many strange things. Joseph Smith proposed to Mary, even though she was a married woman, and told her that many years before this, God had instructed him to marry her. But it hadn't happened. We quote again from In Sacred Loneliness. He said that he had been frightened of the idea at first, but he said, as Mary remembered it, the angel came to me three times between the years of 1834 and 42 
and said I was to obey that principle or he would destroy me. Joseph said I was his before I came here, and he said all the devils in hell should never get me from him. And here he is again being arrogant about the yeah. powers of hell. Right. Uh, at first, Mary refused to agree to this odd marriage proposal. She was married to another, another man and presumably was in love with him. She stayed yeah. married to him all these years. Right. So she asked Joseph Smith why, if an angel came to him, it hadn't appeared to her. She asked him if perhaps that angel could have been from the devil. She will. She should have read Second Corinthians chapter eleven, verses thirteen through fifteen, and she would have had the answer to that question, which is, if it actually did happen, yes, an angel from God would never have insisted upon adultery. Mm. Sadly, her marriage to Brigham Young was not a very trustworthy relationship on his part. We quote an unkept promise made by Brigham Young to Mary Leitner. In an 1887 letter, Mary described a meeting she had had with Brigham Young. He told me that he had bought a house in the city for me and that there, hereafter my family should be provided for, that I had suffered enough and the Lord did not require me to suffer any more. However, she then noted with a touch of bitterness that Young had not followed through on his promises. I never received the house or anything, for I suppose he forgot all about me having more important business to attend to. So there you have it. Yeah. There you have it. Obviously, from what we're learning about the person Brigham Young um, and about the husband Brigham Young, he was less than passionate, less than honest, much less a provider, and it seems he had a total lack of integrity. Mm. Now, there's much more to her story than we can go in through here, but if you have the book or can get the book from the library, In Sacred Loneliness by Todd Compton, it gives a detailed account of her life. She had a very sad and hard life. Of course, most of the pioneers did. Six of her 10 children died before she did, and she died at 95 years old. And besides her legal husband, Adam Leitner, she had been a plural wife to the first two church presidents. Yeah. Sadly, there's no testimony of what she thought of Jesus, which is the only testimony that will be of value when we meet God. His 20th plural wife was Margaret Alley. <laughs> she was 20. Mm. He was 44, more than double her age. It was her first marriage, and they had two children together. He must have liked her a little bit. Yeah. Isn't it strange that plural marriages were to raise up children, yet we find that Joseph Smith didn't have children from his plural marriages, and Brigham Young didn't have very many children from most of his plural marriages. Uh, so we we have to question that. Yeah. Margaret was born in 1825, the second of seven children. As with so many other of his plural wives, there was is very little detail to be found about this wife. But we do quote from a family website. Ooh. In Nauvoo, Margaret met Brigham Young. They were married October 14, 1846. She traveled west with the Brigham Young Company in 1848. She and Brigham had two children together. She died in Salt Lake City on November 5, 1852. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. When her children were still quite young. One source mentioned they were raised by Clara Decker Young following their mother's death. Margaret is described as a woman of small stature and medium complexion, intelligent, energetic, and faithful to all her trusts, true to her religion, her husband, and her friends, also much devoted to her children. Now, Anne Eliza Young, she wrote about a lot of uh, many yeah. of Brigham Young's wives, 
And she wrote that Margaret was very melancholy, probably caused by her husband's neglect. Hmm. Now, one would think that being a plural wife of the prophet would ensure that there would be a better historical account of each wife. Um, but that isn't the case. Some yeah, of them are seems, so obscure. Seems odd. Do you think it's because they wanted to hide polygamy for so many years that the prophets really had that many wives? Well, if they had 56, and of course he may not have at this point, but uh, yeah, they just weren't very important. They didn't... But the church historian, they yeah. employed a, a secretary, a scribe to... And so it makes you wonder maybe if they might have the information and they just the haven't released it. Maybe the records are there it. and they just don't have them released. Yeah, that's possible. I don't know, but they, it was really, you know, I've had to dig, really dig to get some of this information from some of these wives. Uh, but they're almost forgotten in history. They're just neglected and forgotten by their both their prophet and yeah, their plural I've, husband and by history too. I've never heard this name myself or hadn't until, we, until you brought it forward, but sad. I know. She was like, if she married at age 20 and she just died in 52, so that yeah. she was just she didn't live very in long. her 20s, yeah. Right. Um, now, his next plural wife was Olive Andrews, and she was 27 and he was 44. She had been sealed as a plural wife to Joseph Smith, post <laughs> posthumously, for eternity, of course. Uh, she was married to Brigham Young for time. Now, again, this is that time and eternity problem, yeah. since in, in, in Mormon belief, she must have a husband prior to the resurrection in order to be saved, in, to be yeah. called out of the resurrection, in order to be exalted, which is all myth. But since, <laughs> right. since they believe it, why right. marry a married man for time only? Yeah, it when doesn't she sealed make to sense Joseph when Smith. she's sealed to Joseph for time and eternity, right? So Nauvoo, now Nauvoo, it has to be sex. I mean, that's all. There that, is to that, it. that you know, but we're going to get to some weird marriages as we go through and makes you wonder. Yeah. Well, anyway, Nauvoo polygamy states that Brigham Young stood proxy for the posthumous marriage to Joseph Smith, and then he turned around and married yeah. her at the same time for time. <laughs> we quote from a footnote of this event. Lawrence Foster notes an additional 300 or more women were sealed to Smith after Nauvoo, but not because they had been married to him during their lifetime. So he's got a big harem waiting for yeah. him in heaven, doesn't yeah, he? 300 women after he was dead. Well, that's, that was the story that I had always heard about Joseph Smith's polygamy, was that he had been sealed to these women after he died. Didn't realize he'd been married or yeah, had been married to so many. So many of them is still here. <laughs> yeah, that was that was news when yeah, I left. Yeah, and, and they finally admitted it. They denied yeah. it too for a long time. They finally admitted it. Sure. Now Brigham Young's twenty-second plural wife was Emily Hawes. She was twenty-two. He was forty-four, double her age, <laughs> and she was a widow of William Whitmarsh. Very little information is available about Emily or her marriage to Brigham Young. She was born in Illinois, was married to someone else, but married Brigham Young in January 1846. She died in 1902 in Provo, so obviously she came west with the Mormon pioneers. She's not on any list of having children with Brigham Young. His 23rd plural wife was Martha Boker. She was 23. He was 44. Another huge age difference. Mm. It was her first marriage, and they had one child together. So he didn't neglect yeah. her. Well, he totally. did most of the time. <laughs> Not much information is available about this wife either, but we find this note from Fanny Stenhouse in her book, Tell It All. 
So Martha Boker Young is a quiet little body with piercing dark eyes and very retiring. Brother Brigham acts toward her as if he had quite forgotten that he had ever married her, <laughs> and she lives in all the loneliness of married spinsterhood. Isn't that sad? Yeah. She's locked into that marriage, and yeah. he totally neglects her. What a life. Yeah. Annie Liza Young also wrote about Martha. She said that she was another one of his sickly wives. Brigham Young gave her no attention or sympathy. He married her when she was young, yet never treated her with very much consideration. She also wrote this about Martha. She is plain, but very quiet and sensible. She never interferes with anyone and worships her husband at a distance. I think it must be true, in his case at least, that familiarity breeds contempt. For the wives who have been the favorites stand less in awe of him, have less faith in him, and are less easily deceived by his pretensions than those whom he has neglected and who do not understand him thoroughly. She is somewhat of a non-entity in the lion house where she lives, keeping very much to herself and not making her presence felt. She has an adopted daughter, but no children of her own. No children of her own. No. Plural wife number 24 was Ellen Rockwood. She was 16 years old. He was 44. Wow, wow. Talk about robbing the cradle. Yeah. He was more than double her age, and it was her first marriage. Anne Eliza Young writes that she was one of the least regarded of Brigham Young's wives. And we've already talked about some of his least regarded. Yeah. That's sad. This is really and this sad. was one of the least. So she was a little woman, and she's described as being delicate and fond of, of, of fancy work, which would be needlework kind of, of, yeah, of creativity. She was the daughter of the warden of the penitentiary who was loyal to Brigham Young. She had little influence with Brigham. She never had children, with, uh, which could mean that he totally neglected her. Brigham would call on her ceremoniously once every six months. Oh, wow. How nice. Yeah. <laughs> Poor wife number 25. Jemima Angel, and she was 41, he was 44. Now, that's a little more yeah, reasonable. <laughs> but <laughs> Jemima and her mother, Phoebe Ann Morton, married Brigham Young on the same day. Mother and daughter. Mother and daughter. Jemima was a younger sister of Mary Ann Angel, who was his living legal wife. Wow. Now we've got a real wow. twisty thing going on here. Here, Brigham Young doubly or triply disobeyed God's commands from Leviticus 18. Verses 17 and 18. Do not have sexual relations with both a woman and her daughter, and do not take your wife's sister as a rival wife and have sexual relations with her while your wife is living. And this, in this case, he did both. He did both. Uh, so did Joseph Smith, by the way. Yeah. He did both, and today's polygamy groups do as well. Now, we beg to ask the question again. How can they in good conscience use the Bible to justify their polygamy but refuse to be guided by the, the Bible in their polygamous marriages? Isn't that really quite yeah, hypocritical? It is, totally. See it? God condemned these kinds of relationships. He calls them detestable, profane, wickedness, defilement, perversion, and more. Read for yourself. You can read it for yourself, the entire chapter of Leviticus chapter 18. And today's polygamists, like I said, continue do to do the same thing. things. Yep. Plural wife number 26 was Abigail Marks. Now, this is a strange age difference. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of turned around. She was 69 and he was 44. She was the widow of Asa Works and was sealed to him for eternity, but to Brigham Young for time. 
Abigail was the mother of Brigham Young's first wife, Miriam Works. Oh. Mother-in-law. Uh, wow. <laughs> now, now this, is, this is another mother and daughter of marriage of Brigham Young. Uh, she and a few other women, and we're going to be talking about some of them, were much older women. So we wonder about the sexuality in these marriages. What's strange is that some of them, like Abigail Marks, was married for eternity to another man. Yeah. So... Why bother? <laughs> why bother for the time marriage with Brigham Young, unless there's something involved, if it wasn't physical? Why else do it? it? It wasn't for economic reasons. We know that because Brigham Young didn't support his wives. And besides that, a religion can provide economic needs to a widow and children without requiring a plural marriage. I wonder if there was some sharing among the leadership of conquests or additional wives or something, some marking of... This is what I'm still able to do at my age. And I think that might be part of it, a little pride going on there. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, 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 I don't, I have never read, and that's not to say that it's not out there somewhere, of why these took place. Yeah, I don't. You know? Now, Todd Compton will say, well, they want to do a family dynasty in heaven. Right. But... but Brigham Young wouldn't have her because she in was LDS sealed. doctrine right. because she sealed us. She sealed to someone to else. The other I don't get yeah, it. Very strange. I really don't get it. Yeah. This is gross, but you know that's that's a that's a historical fact. Maybe like Brigham, it was like Joseph Smith. They liked him both young and old. It didn't matter. Yeah. Pearl wife number twenty-seven, Phoebe Ann Morton. She was fifty-nine. He was forty-four. Another not as large an age difference, but still she was quite a yeah. few years older than him, yeah. and she was the widow of James Angel. And was sealed to him for eternity and to Brigham Young for time. So one. here we go. She was the mother of both Marianne Angel and Jemima Angel, both of them plural wives of Brigham Young. Phoebe was Brigham Young's mother-in-law at the time of their marriage. So we've got another twisty mm -hmm. relationship. Uh, and it's, it's so distorted versions of marriage that Brigham Young involved himself in. We, we don't have to wonder why today's polygamy groups and mm. marriage contortions, the root produces the fruit. Well, it's interesting if Brigham Young really had taken care of these women, that they came into his family and he actually provided for them and nurtured them and was there somewhat and as best he could with 56 mm -hmm. women, then you could understand it. But the story you hear is that they were totally neglected. They weren't mm -hmm. involved very much with him. So it, that part of it doesn't make any sense. He had a few favorites, yeah. and we'll, we and haven't come to his very favorite the, yet. And, and those, they, but, they weren't neglected, but the others, right. yeah. the others pretty much were. Yeah. Now, he, of his 56 wives, he wasn't married to all 56 at the same, the time, same time. Because right. so many of them left, they died, they divorced sure. him, different things happened. Right. But he did, have, he did rack up a total of 56 wives. <laughs> he had plenty to keep him busy, I guess. Uh, yes, yeah. he did. <laughs> Brigham Young's 28th wife was Cynthia Porter. She was 62 and he was 44. Again, a much older wife. Very little information found about her, but we quote what we found. <laughs> Cynthia was first married to William Weston in October of 1802 in Reading, Massachusetts. They were the parents of three boys. He passed away in 1832. Cynthia was sealed to Brigham, President Brigham Young in Nauvoo on January 28, 1846, as his 30th plural wife. Her burial is unknown at this time. So, so a very sure little information. At. She died as she's 77 years old in Salt Lake City. Oh. 
His 29th plural wife was Mary Eliza Nelson. She was 33. He was 44. Now, the age difference in this marriage is more normal. Again, scant information was found out about her and what we found we present. (laughs) Mary Elizabeth Nelson was born November 24, 1805 in New York. She died on December 28, 1885 at the age of 80, probably in Utah. She married first John P. Green and second Brigham Young in 1846, whom she divorced by 1850. She and Young had no children. Okay, she didn't last long, did she? Interesting only, about only these divorces. Years. That uh, seemed like it said it went 10, ten different yeah, divorces. Yeah, several divorces. So. Yeah. yeah. He allowed yeah. them to go, I guess. And, and. I guess. He, <laughs> that some of them, well, Ann Eliza Young, when she divorced him, that was a fight. Yeah. But that's because she was spunky. Um, <laughs> And this was one, of course, of his, like several. several that ended in divorce. His 30th plural wife, and we'll end with her, was Rhoda Richards. Um, she was the 11th woman that he married during that one month of January 1846. He had taken 11 wives in that month. That's about three new wives a week. He married four of those wives on one day, January 28th. How nice it would have been for plural wives to share her wedding day with other women being married to the same man. And then he had a rush on January 31st to get his final two wives in before the month ended. The next month, February of 1846, he married eight women. That's two new wives per week. Rhoda Richards was the sister of Willard Richards, who had been one of Smith's 12 apostles and was also a polygamist. Rhoda was Brigham Young's niece, forbidden in Leviticus 18, and had been married to Joseph Smith. She was the oldest of all of Joseph Smith's plural wives. Mm. And we'll continue with her story next time in part five of the chronology of Brigham Young's almost five dozen plural wives. And we hope that this series is giving the viewer more in-depth information and insight about early Mormon polygamy and how wrong, how cruel, and how filled with neglect it really was. Well, there's just nothing really uh, satisfying about this. I mean, it's just not <laughs> joyful at all, especially for the woman. Yeah. It must be for the man, I, or I suppose well, he has all his choices of women. They must women, not but, be too satisfied or they wouldn't keep taking more wives. Yeah, but to, to like you're saying, two or three people being married on the same day or even in the same week, how special is that? That's just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And then marrying a woman and being sealed to Brigham Young, she, he stands proxy for, for Joseph yeah, Smith for and then Joseph. turns around and marries her for in a civil ceremony. For Well, yeah. not civil because it's not legal. Right. Very strange. Yes. Okay. So we'll do... <laughs> do some more later. Series five later. <laughs> Thanks, Earl. Someone says, I would rather you hate me for telling the truth than lie or keep silence to gain your acceptance. And that's why we continue presenting the truth of Mormon polygamy. There are many things wrong with Mormon polygamy, like the the neglect and the abuse and the lack of resources for plural families and the competition that families suffer for the attention and the provision of a man who cannot physically supply the needs of so many wives and children. That's all bad. But the worst of it all is that Mormon polygamy promises a false hope for a false salvation into a false heaven with a false premise of becoming a false god. Mormon polygamy has displaced and replaced the Savior's work of Jesus Christ and put polygamy and other works in His place, and that's the biggest tragedy. When we die, there is no second chance, but God gives us many chances while we're still here to choose the truth. 
Psalm 119.30 says, I have chosen the way of truth. John 14.6, Jesus says, I am the way and the truth. So choose Jesus. He is the way of truth, and you can be set free from the loneliness and emptiness of polygamy. Thank you for watching. This has been the audio podcast of Polygamy, What Love Is This? with host Doris Hansen. Polygamy, What Love Is This? is produced by A Shield and Refuge Ministry. More information on this program, including the video version of it, can be found at whatloveisthis.tv. If you have any questions or need help getting free from Mormon fundamentalism, write us at contact at shieldandrefuge.org or call us at 1-800-877-425-9993.